Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Final segment on a Friday. There's only one thing left to do, and that's go to the tweets. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you know where to get at us if you want to get involved. It's on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the body 52 The body. Motesy, needless to say, we got a little reaction here. All right? We got a lot of people on our side. We got a lot of people against us. We got a couple film experts in the mentions. A lot of film experts, man. A lot of film experts. You know the thing that, that was hitting me as I was thinking about? Because that's like the new thing now. The All-22, right? Everybody's like talking about it. I remember in the past, he'd be like, I'll bring it up. And I was like, it was the All-22, man. What's this take? Now everybody has a take. Everybody has it. Everybody's got And everybody take. has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I love that everybody's watching tape. But I always say like, man, do you know what you're watching? And I, I got Ooh. to thinking. I was like, I said, Wes, now you know me. You know I like to educate myself. And I like to feel like I'm a smart person. You do. You're an author. I mean, come on. I've had surgeries in my life. So okay. I've obviously watched tape on some surgeons. Some surgeons. I've seen some surgeries happen. You ask some questions. Ask some what questions. are we going to do here? They show me the tape. They was pointing yeah. stuff like that. Here's how we're going to scope your knee or uh-huh, whatever. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you think I actually knew what the heck was going on, though? <laughs> do you think if I watched that tape by myself, I would know what this ligament is, what that artery is, where to cut, where not to cut? Even, even when... You know, the surgeon is sitting there next to me. He's like, hey, this is the context for that. That means this is that. If you do this, that. And I was like, imagine if I would have told that that surgeon, hey, hey, I watched tape. I already know what you got to do. No, no, no. Don't cut the ACL. Cut the MCL. I don't care what you're saying about the ACL. I don't. I know you're seeing this friend right there, but don't, I don't want to hear that. You got to take the MCL right now. You know why? Because the tapes, I just circled it right here. You know why? Because this surgeon from, from San Diego, he screenshotted it, and he said that this is where I'm supposed to go. And then I have my friend over here. He got the same tape, the same tape I got, and he agrees with me because he says my MCL looked like it's nasty, so go with the MCL. He said the ACL is going to be fine, even though the expert, the surgeon right here who has went to school for this for years, decades, has been performing how many surgeries? Not watching it, actually doing it. Not playing it on a video game, actually doing it with the real consequences. I'm going to trust that guy. So for me, I don't like to come off like as insensitive at times, but this is more so just in response to the people that do like to come back with, I'll watch the tape too. I get that, but I just ask myself, how qualified 
is said person that is watching mm. that tape as well. I know I'm qualified. Track record speaks for itself. It's pretty qualified. Yeah. And I do encourage everybody to watch the tape, but at the same time, understand, you can't just have these God-hard stances without the full context, and that is what this has become in a sense. And we don't need that because we're all better than that. So let's trust the surgeons at times. When Coach Tomlin is saying that, hey, man, I'm not switching quarterbacks for a reason, trust the surgeon. Don't tell the surgeon he's wrong when the surgeon is like, no, I've been doing this for how many years now? Trust the surgeon, man. Arthur Motes, you know this. A large portion of our audience knows this. My father's violinist in the Pittsburgh Symphony. Oh, so you you, you, I, you around some musicians. Then. I grew up in a music household. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't see some stuff. I've huh? seen my dad, <sighs> all kinds of fiddling. Man, you you like close to us. Kind of being I've seen him. I've seen him teach hundreds of lessons Come in the house now. when I was growing up. So that means you probably nice as heck on that violin, huh? Uh, you know me. I can sit. I can sit down and I can talk Man. music. It doesn't matter if it's classic rock, if it's mm-hmm. country, if it's hip hop, if it's anything. Mm-hmm. I, I got the wide palette, right? Oh yeah. Does that mean I'm Rick Rubin? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, bro. Yeah, you, you Dr. Dre. Does that mean I'm Dr. Dre? You, you Timberland. Absolutely. You Pharrell Williams. Of, of course. That's yeah. You just had to be around it. You you, you know it all now. You seen it. You can pause it and be like, hey, look. This is what it looks like. This the note I was supposed to hear. You know what my because I seen this person tell me it was supposed to be like this. This would sound like so. Yeah, this has got to be it. Yeah. Moats just said I'm Dr. Dre. That's all I needed Sign to hear Dre today. Sign Dr. Dre to me. I gotta check my bank account though, Sign see Dr. if there's Dre. a couple billions in there. Well, if you are and you do happen to come across those billions, I do get to find a fee for that one. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, because clearly you had something going I'll, on and you ain't know who I'll you was. I'll check my bank account when yeah. we get out of here. Yeah. If people, if, if they don't hear from us on Monday, they know what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, for a fact. Because if that is the case, you're never gonna hear from me again. I'm no, at, never. Deuces. I'll be in the Deuces. south of France Deuces. somewhere Deuces. drinking wine, Deuces. baby. You, you, it won't even get to the point where I can hit you with it. I told y'all he was drinking. Nah, you ain't even hit that. Nope. Yo, he just never came back to follow it up. Like nothing. Monday, you're going to hear that intro song yeah. hit at noon, and it'll just be yeah. dead air for yep. two hours. That's it. <laughs> Let's get to some of these tweets here. And we do, we do. <laughs> whether you love us, whether you hate us, whether you agree with us, whether you think we're idiots, we do appreciate you guys. We do love you guys. You, oh, make, you make this a lot of fun. And we also want to say this, too, because I know at times for me, and I've been told this once again with my lovely wife, okay. that my tone... Uh, Even though to me I'm just speaking directly, it could come off as not as friendly, you know, or that this is like a personal thing. I don't want anybody to think that or take what we say personally because that's not the case. It's just all context, you know. We just try to fill that, you know, we want to fill you up and let you understand that from multiple perspectives, that's all. But, yeah, don't think that, you know, we're upset with y'all under any circumstances. We want you to be passionate. And for those that are on Kenny Nation and the Kenny Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. People, man, yo, keep being that way because that is what makes this thing dope. It makes it fun to be a fan when it is like that, man. That's, ain't that the truth. So let, let's be real about it, man. Like, I'm digging it. I, 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 I really do dig it, man. So keep it going. Just understand that. But I don't want y'all to think that, you know, my tone, because it was a little more direct, potentially, was making, you know, be any tension. Oh, Arthur Moats just you know. sitting up there in his in hey, his man. tower throwing throwing darts. Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know that ain't my energy, man. I, I'm, I'm the fun guy. You are the fun I'm guy. The fun We're guy. the fun show. Yeah. Dehev, the Photoshop extraordinaire, tweets Let's us. Go. He says, I knew the offense was going to be a work in progress to start the season. Right now, I'm more concerned with the defense. Can't stop the run. And with TJ out, the quarterback pressure has barely been there. This fan base is too spoiled to be able to get through a rebuilding year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody else besides us yeah. said it. I'm glad we know how spoiled we are. Arthur Muggs, he's been part of other organizations. He knows how yeah, spoiled we are. Absolutely. 
absolutely. But you know, y'all deserve it. So shout out to you. That's y'all. right. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Um, we we got a lot of tweets here about you know potentially changing offensive coordinators. Mozi, I just don't see that happening in season. Well, yeah, because when I, you I talk don't. about a change like that in season, it's multiple things that come into play. Well, number one, are you going to go with the in-house replacement? Most teams, you would go with your head coach. Our head coach is a defensive coach. So you're taking away somebody that is designed for the offense and would essentially be putting a guy that is not designed to be calling the plays. That's if we took that approach of Mike Tomlin calling. And now the next thing would be, okay, if not him, then who else is in-house? You would say Mike Sullivan potentially. I think he's one of the guys that might have had a year or two of play calling. I'm not 100%, but I think he might have had one or two seasons of it. Yes, yes. So he would be potentially a guy. But once again, you're still going to be having the same plays, the same designs. You're just calling differently. That's it. It's kind of like if I give you my 60-play playbook. You got all the plays, but do you know when to call them? Do you have a feel for it situationally? Do you know when to change things up and stuff like that? That's a part of it, right? I mean, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. It's definitely a part of it, man. Orion tweets us. Orion tweets us and says, Kenny Nation needs the chill. Kenny Nation! Let's ride. Let's ride. This offense has lots of issues. He puts that in all capitals. Yeah. It's not just Mitch. If we had a good running game, sure, give Kenny a shot, but we don't. We're playing chess, and a third of the pieces are missing. <laughs> Throwing a queen on the board isn't going to necessarily make us win. We got some analogies popping here. That, I like the analogy game. I like the analogy that, game. That, that, it's certainly part of it. Um... If the Steelers had, let's say, a Cleveland Browns-esque running game, yeah, throw, throw the rookie in there. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked about, we, we've highlighted a lot of examples of that over the years. It was a lot easier for the Seattle Seahawks to throw Russell Wilson out there as a, yeah. a third-round rookie because you had this guy named Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. Absolutely. Beast, <laughs> Beast mode, mode in the backfield. Yeah. Um, it was a lot easier for Jared Goff to come in and have some success and take the mm-hmm. Rams to the Super Bowl early. Because you had a really good offensive line and this guy named Todd Gurley, who was with Lev Bell at that time, the best in the game. Yes, that was like healthy Todd Gurley. There's a reason why fourth-round pick Dak Prescott had such a great rookie season. What, they go 12-4 yeah. and four that year, mm-hmm. the Cowboys something? Why you got to remind us of that? You know because, who's one of them. Oh, sorry. Come on, man. Because they had the best offensive line in football. Why you want to remind us of that? And this guy named Saquon, Saquon Parker, this guy named <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. So, so you want to bring Ezekiel on top of that now? I'm sorry. Jeez. Is there anything else you want to do today to just, you know, bring up any of my uh, negative memories? Thank you. Steeler Cop tweets us and says, is the sky falling? I believe it is. These Steelers are just not a winning team. I honestly believe we'd be 3-0 and right now with Big Ben. Now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Steeler Cop. If it's not a winning team, but they'd be 3-0 and with Big Ben. I mean, are we talking like 2015 Big Ben? Like absolute prime, like throw for... Back-to-back five touchdown games, Big Ben? I know that this is difficult, folks. Think think of me, all right? I'm 31 years old. I had 18 years of Ben Roethlisberger. That's over half my life. But it is... It's all good, man. It's all good. This This is normal. This is a part of it, bro. This is a part of it. We said it. We've broken down this analogy. 
the 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 head of the snake has been cut off. <laughs> We're just hey, trying to. They, if you're <laughs> if you're getting a, if you're getting absolute prime Big Ben, maybe this team is three and zero. But even if that's the case, they wouldn't be without flaws. Yeah. Because we saw Big Ben just a couple years ago lead this team to an eleven and zero start, and mm-hmm. we can all agree that they were still flawed. Mm-hmm. So I guess those things maybe aren't mutually exclusive. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that was a big bid. All right, shout out, shout out. I do love the the love that has come back around for Big Ben yes, now. Though. That it's, happened it's been real full quick. Circle. It's been that full happened, circle. Because last year he was the quick. issue. Now they're like, no, he's 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 got real quick. We'd be undefeated with him. Shout out to seven. Me tweets us. Who? Me. That's the homie. And you know he's always got three questions slash takeaways for us. Number one, albeit very talented, is our wide receiver room currently overrated? Feels like no one has stepped up. I don't know if I'd say overrated, but it's fair to say through three weeks you want more. Deontay's made a couple nice catches, but there needs to be more consistency there. Pickens made a nice made, made a nice play. There needs to be more consistency there. Well, the people are going to say, well, he was only targeted three times. I wanted to get your point or your take on the uh, throwing the end zone to Pickens. Yeah. One hand versus two hands, or was a bad throw? I would have liked to see him come down with that ball, but I will also say that it, it would have been a heck of a play if he if he did. Okay. I don't know if – here's what I'll say. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, yeah, he should make that play. Right. And he's only still a rookie, and it's his third game in the NFL. But elite wide receivers make that play. So that's the type of play that by the end of the season, mm-hmm. by year two, if Pickens is going to be him, that's the that's the type yeah. of catch you, you make. Fair? No, I shared that same sentiment about him and Deontay Johnson. The play for Pickens, obviously the one-hander in the end zone. And on Deontay was the third and three where we throw it downfield and it hits him right in his chest. But obviously I think that was Denzel Ward in coverage. They're, you know, they're pretty tight, but Deontay is able to corral that ball. And we would expect in terms of elite receivers, top five receivers, those are the plays that they make in both of those occasions. So I can understand why you might ask that question of are they a little bit overrated because they do give this kind of like aura that they are elite. And we do feel like they have the talent to be elite. And we do know they need more opportunities, yes. But at the same time, last night, there were some plays that they left out there. And that's the part where it can't be, you know, when it's week two and the throws aren't coming downfield, y'all talking about is it scheme, is it quarterback, is it whatever. And then when you actually do get these opportunities three days later, y'all leaving plays out there to be made. Mm-hmm. Because that does come off a little, yeah, you start looking at you a little different when it's like, all right, before y'all was woofing and talking, it's okay. You could have had a drop or two. You could have had a, man, I need you to make that play. You're a 50-50 guy, but I need you to come down with that because you my guy. We could have given you the benefit of the doubt, but when you, on the front end of this thing, you know, got more opportunities. Yeah. I need to take, take hey, man, yeah. we always open. All these other narratives, it's like, all right, don't put that expectation out there if you're not living up to that because we know what that expectation looks like, and we've seen a guy that could live up to it. Mm. We had 8-4 here. We know exactly Mr. what it looks Big like. Chest. So Who we, do we, you think? So the uh, same way we have a standard at quarterback for our elite franchise caliber quarterbacks, we got a standard for what an elite oh, franchise wide receiver looks like. We've seen some great wide receivers in Pittsburgh Absolutely. over the years. Some great Absolutely. ones. So that's all I'm saying in the sense of, like, I can understand why he would ask that type of question. But 
I do think it's still a little bit early it's, for it's still the overrated. Little, yeah. I, it's definitely early for that, but yeah. I can definitely understand why that was brought up, though. Buddha tweets us and says, first, I want to say I'm a big Edmonds supporter here, but was it a bad scheme last night with the matchups? Uh, was I the only one that felt that the corners were always running from behind and not in position? Will say, though, got what I wanted from Mitch. thought he took some steps forward. Um, the two particular plays for Edmonds, one was your matchup against Amari Cooper, a single high coverage um, in the tight red zone. So for Minka, the only way he's going to be able to stop that play or help on that play is if he aligns cheated there pre-snap. But if you do that, now you're telling Jacoby Brissett what you're doing, so he's going to go to the backside of it. That's literally that part of it. But the Browns did a good job schematically by putting Amari Cooper on the inside of there because typically you want your guy on the outside, right? So you could try to beat him to the pylon. You got your uh, fade ball or your slants from outside, and it's more spacing. But it also can allow for underneath defenders, also could allow for doubles and stuff like that. So you put him in a slot just to kind of change his alignment up, and you want to find a matchup. They know that we don't have our corners travel to the slot. They know that we will put a safety out there in that slot. So all they said was, we're going to put Amari Cooper out there and get Amari Cooper on your safety. And he ran a slant. Man, it wasn't a corner that we had on our team last night that was going to stop Amari Cooper one-on-one for a slant in tight proximity like that. But it just so happened that it was Edmonds, so that's why Edmonds kind of gets the bad look right there. Sure, sure. The other play to Njoku, I thought that was just really good by Njoku in the throwing the catch. For Edmonds, man, by the call, he's in outside position. So he's having to play it outside in. That's more on you would need Njoku to just drop it or bobble it or give him a chance where Edmonds can make an exceptional play. But other than that, I just thought that on both of those two plays in particular, it was just good, a little bit good by them schematically and then just de- by design and matchup-wise. Mm-hmm. Because when is Edmonds ever going to lock up an Amari Cooper? Like, that's just not realistic. That's not his game. Right. He might have a player or two where he's successful. Sure, But sure. in terms of, hey, you go match up 10 times, how many of them are you going to win? That's not really in his wheelhouse. So that's the part where I'm just kind of like, yes, Edmonds has to be better, and he will be, but those two plays, it just it sucked that it was him. But I think whoever would have been out there in those situations weren't going to have success in terms of really stopping that based on how everything played out. Daniel tweets and says, new hashtag, Moats Nation. Let's ride. Hey, no, 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 no. It don't hit the same. Kenny Nation. Uh, we got a couple We got a couple <laughs> tweets here. Um, and those of you who sent them, you'll know who you are. Wanting your opinion on halftime adjustments and feeling like, you know, mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski really made some great halftime adjustments and just where that comes from, how you can match that, and, and just your thoughts on what the Browns were able to do after halftime. Well, at the halftime, I thought that they were able to sustain drives, but I thought they were more committed to running the ball. Mm. And I thought that they just executed a little bit better than us. Um, For us offensively, we had two opportunities when we talk about – or opportunities to extend drives or um, score potentially in that second half. We talked about the long run by Jalen Warren. They got called back for uh, Chooks being downfield. Ticky-tack, sure, but they caught it. But that would have been a big difference. That was a momentum stopper in a sense because we were answering. We were still responding then. Obviously, the uh, you know, the third and th- the third and three where he, you know he takes a shot to Deontay, it hits him in the chest. 
he does have a chance to make it would have been a heck of a play. And like we said, when you talk about being elite and Deontay considers himself elite, if we're going to look at Deontay making that one hand catch in Cincinnati and praise him for that, that was a way harder of a catch to me than that one that he had last night. If he can make that one, I want him to make that one, too. That's all we're saying. Yep. Don't be elite sometimes. Yep. Be elite all the time. But if he makes that, it's a different conversation. That's a Phil Fippen play. Maybe even a touchdown, depending on if he can shake the DB off of him. That would change the whole feeling of how we felt at times. So, you know, as we continue on with that, <laughs> it's like it's stuff out there. There's plays yeah. out there to oh, be made. Oh, there were plays out there to be made in the, in the second made, half man. still. Yeah. yeah. May tweets us and says, this is an appreciation tweet for Wes and Motes. Whether the Steelers win or lose, these two will always keep it real for us. Always fun to listen to you both. Uh, even if you're saying something that the fans may not agree with, keep up the great work. Thank you, man. man we you appreciate know we try it. to have a little we fun. We appreciate it. Got to have a little fun. Um, okay, a couple more here before we go. Uh, Teddy tweets us, and he changed his Twitter name to Tell Motes, No Teddy Two Gloves, I'm the say, Real Teddy. I was going to say, Teddy, you got two gloves again? You know I was going to ask He the Real Teddy. That's the Real Teddy right there. Um, he says, what's up, cousins? Same thing. You know, worried about uh, the Steelers getting out coached in the second half yeah. with Cleveland making some adjustments. He says, I'm always hopeful for better, but I do feel like we're going. it's going to be a long season. I feel like we'll be two and six at the bye week. Well, and, I tell you what, though, things can change so quick yeah, in this league. Remember this. No one expected us to win week one. Ain't that the truth. It's context. Everybody thought we were going to win week two. Everyone thinks we're going to lose the Buffalo. It's we're going to lose the Tampa man. Bay. It's context. Yeah. But um, going back to the whole just adjustments element of it, though, man, it's like, yes, we will have to improve upon some of those adjustments in stadium, but they were still adjustments that were made. The execution has to be there as well, though. The one thing that I would say was missing in the second half, though, that if we wanted to make an adjustment or point to something and say, hey, this is an area where we could be better – was tempo. I thought that we really didn't yeah. utilize tempo in the second half up until that last drive with Fry Move, where we hit Fry Move the two times in the middle of the field. Up until then, we weren't really working the cadence and working getting back to the line of scrimmage. Now, part of that, I thought, was them not calling it that way, and the other part was them not having enough success on first and second down to get the drive started. It's hard to go hurry up offense when it's incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. All you're doing is just hurrying up and get off the field, you know? And we talked about that at times last year, too, where it was like, oh, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, throw it. Yep. It's like, hey, we're going, we're trying to go fast, but we're not having anything successful happen. So if you don't have any success to have a drive started, how can you start that tempo to really make it work for you? Yeah. That would be something that I would circle and say, hey, an adjustment that needed to be made that we kind of did not get it would be that the second adjustment that I would say goes to the defensive side of the ball. When you realize you're not consistently getting pressure and you're not consistently stopping the run at the point of attack, you got to go to your run blitzes. You got to go to your regular pass rush blitzes as well. And that was something that I thought we really just didn't get to soon enough. Stig tweets and says, I want to know how many more excuses people will make for Matt Canada before he's finally held accountable. See, I don't. No, no, no. He's he's number one on the blame list right no, now, isn't no. he? I just want to know, for the people that are going to call, you know, excuses for Matt Canada, how long until they actually acknowledge the positive things that he has brought to the table? We can't just solely acknowledge the negative and act like we haven't seen any positive. So when are those people going to acknowledge that side of it? Thrash tweets us, look at this, picture of him in the lit one at the game last night. 
Said not a good game. Turn up. And I see that Bumblebee jersey too, Thrash. Don't think I don't peep that. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Look at them two standing standing right in front of the drink line. I mean, I tell you what. Come on now. The lit one know where the party at. Not a good game for the good guys, but I got to meet the lit ones, so not a total loss. Dude, that is dope as that right awesome. there, man. I love we got, go. we got we got we got we got megawatts and power grid dope, out here bro. meeting each that other in away games. Look at look at us bringing the people hey, together. Hey, I love it. Look, look at us. I love it. I love it. Yeah, look at that. Look, 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 all right, last one here, and then we got to go. Mark says, uh, seemed to me that play action was working really well, and then they went away from it. Why, or am I wrong? Yeah, so the I- reason the reason they went away from it was uh, the Browns started to blitz it. In the second half, um, we saw a couple of the plays where Mitch ends up having to, like, try to uh, shake a guy off and make that extended play. That's what they were doing to combat it. First half, they were kind of getting away with sprint outs to the right, boots to the right. Everything was good. Second half, they definitely started to blitz it more, and they started to flip Miles Garrett as well. He would line both sides. Still wasn't really being impactful, but that was a part of why they weren't going to do a lot more of that play action stuff. Agreed. They did. Th- listen. Yeah. That, th- like that like our buddy Brian Backo yeah. says, nobody ever wants to hear this, but the other team, they're paid as well too, the coaches, yeah. the players, all that things. And the Browns had a good game plan in the second half. Yeah. They they, they certainly did. Um Sometimes that's the way she goes. Let's see if we can't get it right against the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets next week. Everybody, please enjoy the weekend. Take a few deep breaths. All right. Maybe even get outside or do something different, non-football. You know, little little hoosa, right, Arthur Motes? Huh? Little hoosa huh? out here. Who does that? For the weekend. I can't tell. I'm excited. Not my stay. One, no, that. no Mountaineers. To ruin my day on Saturday, no Steelers on Sunday. I'm gonna hoosa this weekend, and I can't wait. It's, it's big get back weekend from you, man. It is. It is. Steelers lost last night. It's like I got two more opportunities on Saturday and Sunday. Let's go. Hello. I am uh, very thankful, everybody on the tweets. We do our best to get to all of them, but you guys, the, the participation, seriously, it's it's outstanding. So if we did not get to your tweet, we apologize, but keep staying locked in with us. Thanks to everybody that tweeted us. Thanks to our buddy Brian Backo. And as always, a big shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Who, me? Enjoy the weekend. Have some fun. Get away from football for just a few hours, all right? And then we'll all meet back on Monday to reconvene and look ahead and figure this thing out. We'll do that at high noon, as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Let's ride. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss in the land of saints and sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.